This episode of Dear Jessamine has profanity, sex talk, weed smoking, and a bunch of other shit that's just not for everybody. You also may not agree with the stuff we say or how we say it, and we think that's great. We promote cannabis medicine to people over 21. If you're not 21, come back when you are. Are you good? Yes. Excellent. Let's do this shit. All right. Episode two, dear Jessamine. Episode two. Okay. Like you said at one point when we were talking about this episode, you said, if you're not Polly, don't be out here being Polly. When the fuck did I say that? <laughs> when we were deciding which questions from your DMs we should record. That's such a clearly isolated high statement from me where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to need some context around that shit. Tell me. What's good? What's the question? Dear Jessamine, mm-hmm. my fiance and I have been together for four years and he's easily one of the most jealous people I've ever been with. Feel you. It's something we've both worked really hard to overcome. A few weeks ago, he randomly brought up that he wouldn't be against an open relationship. This was a complete shock to me. I'm not interested in polyamory. I feel like I'm the only person on the planet in my age group who still believes in monogamy. I hear you on the honesty part about polyamory, though. For real, this is the first relationship I've ever been in where I even wanted to stick around long term and be honest. Hello, Sagittarius, Sun, Aquarius, Moon. The story gets more complicated, though. My fiancé is trans, and right before we committed to being together, he was opening up to being with men. I feel like opening our relationship, knowing I'm not fully on board, might be the end of us. Then again, me being closed-minded and refusing to try something that could add so much to our connection might also be the end. What a fucking mess. Mm. Jess and Stanley. How do you feel Mm. about that? Man, I feel like that could be so much messier, like, to be honest. she Or whoever says this is, like, I'm assuming this is a she, her, they, them, and or maybe something else situation. But watch me be wrong. Ooh, ooh, could be so wrong. You never can tell. Don't try to guess a gender. Anyway, okay. So that was, like, both <laughs> problematic and tried to save it at the same time. Okay. I have a lot to say about all of this shit right here. But the first thing that I want to say is that I think it could be so much messier. So, like, it's not that big of a deal. Um, And I think this is a really common situation. So, like, you know. Okay. First thought. I'm so curious as to what emotions come up for you, came up for you when your fiance, she's a fiance, when your fiance suggested it. Did it make you feel betrayed? undesirable uh did that conflict with you hearing what he was actually saying to you which is that he's truly making a declaration about his own path his own needs and desires his own yoga as some might say and that instead what you heard was that the whole issue was about you and the ways that you're not fulfilling him so okay like (laughs) When you said that you were, like, completely shocked by this, I'm like, my first thought legit was, like, were you really completely shocked? (laughs) Like, honestly, like, usually we can read the writing on the wall even when we don't want to. And that's the times, especially when you'd be like, 
man, I really had no idea that this person felt this way. If you're saying in the same breath you were shocked and then you'd known before that he was interested in being with Dick, like, I don't understand. I'm like, I feel like this would, it's not, I mean, that's no shade also because, like, this coming from someone who, like, I have tried to re- write my own version of reality more than enough times. I know I'm doing it right now in some way or another. But, like, I feel like there's just a part of me that wants to check that as, like, are you really that surprised? And then if you even – so, like, let's say that you are really surprised. What did the what did finding that out bring up in you? Because it's, like, did you feel like like it was about him doing something to you? Because that's really different from hearing what he actually said to you, which is that I'm interested in exploring other kinds of relationships, which is something it didn't say in that statement that I don't have shit to do with you. It's not like he's saying he doesn't like you or like, like there's something wrong with you. So like starting from there, just sort of checking in with like, what am I really feeling about this and where are these emotions coming from? I think it'll help to hear what the, what the statement is, what the request is, what is being asked of you. And then you can actually respond to what is being asked of you instead of trying to respond to some shit that no one's even talking about. Yeah, I feel like that's all I want to say. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. So I also think that because what he's really saying is he's making a statement about who he is and what he needs. And like, that's really hard to do. And it's really hard to just like be straight up and honest with someone. And I feel like um, if you can understand that like a huge part of loving him is loving every part of his journey and understanding that he needs to, everything that needs to happen to him has to happen to him. Even if it doesn't make you feel great, like every part of that shit has got to happen. And I feel like it's really important to just sort of hang back, understand that he's a whole last human being going through. And this is not even talking about, anything that you said about him being trans and I feel like but just like starting there it can make space a lot of space for understanding um and then what I wanted to pose as a question to the to the room is why do we need to fulfill one another like isn't it enough to live in tandem with another person why we gotta expect for our partners to fulfill us instead of trying to fulfill ourselves. I mean, I think it's been propaganda since birth. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. I don't right, think right. it's like something we come up with. Like, you know what I'm going to do to ruin and sabotage my growth and development? I'm going to depend on this person for validation. But I think we don't even recognize that we're doing that sometimes. Like, I think that we don't always think, like... Like, I think there's not many of us that go into relationships like I'm about to manipulate this other person for my own gains. Like, I think we think that we're I think sometimes we think we're giving ourselves to them. Like we're like, I just think that we need to try to fulfill ourselves instead of asking other people to be what we need to be looking for inside of ourselves. You know what I mean? Um, Like your first relationship should be with yourself. Should be with. Yeah, I mean, like everyone, you can have so many relationships. You, it'll make you a better partner. It'll make you a better spouse. It'll make you a better parent. It'll make you better, like fucking everything. If you just take yourself first, 
and just take care of yourself. End of story. You can start that journey on theunderbelly.com. I'm going to see how many ways I can fit that in. Slide it. Just slide it right in there. Slide it right on in there. Just raw dog it right on in. (laughs) Um, Is that, that's the way to put the. Raw dog? Bareback is what I was thinking of. Same, same, same. I think raw dog sounds better in this situation. Right. That's okay, cool. What I picked. Um, didn't you ask me a question? Did I answer I did. Yeah, I felt like you answered it. But did you have more you wanted to say? No. Do you want me to repeat the question? I'm yeah. sorry, I'm kicking the mic all over. You want me to repeat it? Yes, please. Okay, the question is, why do we need to fulfill one another? Isn't it enough to live in tandem with another person? Why do we expect our partners to fulfill us instead of trying to fulfill ourselves? I think that I often make the mistake of believing that I don't deserve that, but another person does. Like my effort, my labor to that, my endeavoring in that towards that. Like it comes up sometimes with you in relationship where I'll be like, "What is? Has Jessamine eaten?" Because Jasmine needs something. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it really is just like muscle memory at this point. It's just a habit. But I think it starts from, yeah, just being like, you're, you, I, I care about you more than I care about myself. So you would you come first in my head. It's just, pract- you know, so it requires both a self-awareness and like a seeking of a different path and like, a, like an awareness that it doesn't work, that it's not sustainable. And then like a, and then, you know, a, effort towards some other way to even be open to like having some different perspective on you know what like how to how to do all this you know what I'm saying I do and in addition to that I was just thinking about how I feel like so much of I was going to ask you like do you really think that you don't come first to you because in that like I feel like you are at heart a service bottom in a really intense way like in a way where like it is fulfilling to you to feel like, you know what I mean? I don't know. What's a service bottom? Oh, fuck. Joe, you speak for me. She don't, she's not giving an answer in English. It's not yet. hard. You could literally, if okay, you think I'm I a would define, of it, then no, you, I'm just you like, just defi- me. <laughs> I need, let me handle that. I don't know if we're still recording, but I'm going to talk on the mic. I am Googling the definition of service bottom because I don't want to offend this bitch. (laughs) Ugh. Nothing. I was just high and I fucked myself up. Uh, You'll learn. You're going to be the one listening to this. Okay. Oh, you said something that I'll hear later. Yeah. Okay. Okay, this is what this is how Urban Dictionary defines service bottom. A submissive that prefers to give sexual offers than receive them. That's too basic. That's exactly what I thought. Okay. There's see it's it's a person who's fulfilled, sexually fulfilled and sexually gratified by okay. <laughs> what? Sexually gratified by even just the like the construct of giving pleasure. Yeah. And specifically focused on like ways that I can do something that gives you pleasure because that's the service. That part. is such a delicious definition. That's exactly why I was not trying to just make just say shit. I was I knew you were going to come in here being fucking Encyclopedia Brown about it. at the end, So I was like Encyclopedia White. 
Encyclopedia Peach. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay. So, did you have more that you wanted to say in response to that? About being your service bottom? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly that. Did you have more you want to say about that? No. Well, no, okay. I do have something more that I want to say about that. I feel like because you are a service bottom, that ultimately you god you look so good right now okay <laughs> i've oh don't roll your fuck okay you know what that's fine that's fine that's cool it's cool i'm backing up i'm backing up I see that's like, i come in hot i, I feel come in like, hot no, I, chill. I love it i just feel like sometimes you <laughs> say that when you're like <laughs> stalling what you're saying otherwise no, it's just like I'm a high and I'm trying to find my way back on the road. It's literally like I'm so high that I wandered off the path and now I'm just like Where meandering back. <laughs> like, okay, so what are we talking about? No, so, okay. So my second point on this question was, oh, girl says something about um, she's the only person her age who still believes in monogamy. Um, you're not the only one who still believes in monogamy. I jessamine stanley believe in monogamy <laughs> like firmly believe in monogamy i just don't believe it works for everybody and i don't think it should be the sole standard for mainstream commitment and companionship furthermore i don't think everyone needs to try polyamory <laughs> if shit don't work for you listen to the voice within and don't do it because the thing about it is like not everybody's poly and not everybody is monogamous. And the problem is that we keep trying to uh, make everybody be one thing. Everybody is different. And like to the same extreme that I identify as polyamorous, there are people who identify as monogamous and like they do not feel, they don't feel it in their spirit. They don't feel called to be to engage with multiple people at a time. Like they don't, they just don't feel it or see it. And like, I feel that shit. I don't want to be that way. I don't need to be that way. They don't need to be the way that I am. Like, everybody doesn't need to be the same. And I just feel like, <clears throat> excuse me, I just wanted to clarify that because I don't want for this to become, like, like I'm converting people to the church of polyamory. Like, do what you do. I just feel like hoes don't talk about polyamory, and it's because it's not in the mainstream and because there's so much negative shit around like poly community in general like people are out here not being able to live their lives like not being able to be in like show all of the relationships that they're in they're not able to people who are um polygamous are not able to live openly with their families and like it puts people at risk it means they can't live safely and like it's it's fucked up for us to for the linchpin to just be us talking about it more so like that's the only reason that i even talk about being polyamorous myself because I think it can make the world safer for other people who identify this way. What's the difference between polyamory and polygamy? That's a great question. So polyamory is like multiple loves and polygamy is like multiple marriages, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, Shout out to the polygamists. I mean, like, y'all are doing your thing. I don't know that much about it, to be quite honest, outside of what I've seen in pop culture. But I I learned enough from Big Love to know that it's not that far from how I live my own life. So yeah, I feel like... I would say that Big Love is not a great representation of a I'm lot. I'm sure it's not. That's, yeah. 
And I'll also say, in the same ways that I would never say shout out to, like, um, the institution of marriage, I would not <laughs> say shout out to the institution of marriage again and again. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I think that for the most part, polygamy is rooted in the things all marriage is, which is owning women. Oh, damn. You know See, what I'm there saying? There you go. So I'm bad. sorry. And I would, <laughs> I would cite that as a key difference between polygamy and polyamory. Yikes. TBH. Very good points all around. Is that I mean, polyamory is specifically about not owning people? Damn. That's a really good point. Damn. Oh, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that's really important and really, really key. And I feel like, because I was just trying not to throw shade on people who are, like, interested in marriage. Because I just feel like I don't need it. <laughs> like, it's not, it doesn't feel important to me for a bunch of different reasons. Uh, mostly just I don't need to be legally bound to people like that. So I feel like t- far be it from me to get on somebody for having like just a fundamental core difference in values but everything that you're saying makes perfect sense to me but I do think that there are people who um I mean if that's is that's what makes you happy in your life that's what makes you happy in your life like I don't I don't know I don't I'm not trying to police the way that other people live their lives I think everybody can find regardless of like what something fundamentally is I feel like you can still find happiness in the um, in the in between, kind of like how I don't know if it was you and I that were talking about this, but like being in yeah, it was definitely you and I <laughs> being in relationships where you know that you're exoticizing one another, <laughs> like you know that you are fetishizing the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the a great example is interracial relationships, wherein you are inherently fetishizing the other person that you're with and I we you and I were talking about this because you are white and I'm black and I feel like even knowing that and accepting that and accepting all the ugliness and the uh the hate that comes along with that that you can still find love and I know that there are people you can still feel and experience love because love is everything ultimately everything is love And I think that's a really hard pill to swallow. And I think there are a lot of people who would just like fundamentally be like, that's a fucked up way to see this. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't exploit the people you love and exploitation don't go together. And I just, I think that there's more colors than just black and white. I mean, I have a lot of feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, it's late. Shit. (laughs) It's after seven. You the one trying to do seven p.m. shift. Okay, so you want me to get started? Just you just want me to jump back into it. See, this this is that shit about starting at seven. Okay, so the third thing that I wanted to say about this particular question is in relation to the part where she's talking about how she has never wanted to commit to something before in the way that she wants to commit to this, and something about being a Sag Sun and an Aquarius Moon. to be honest I'm not that familiar with that particular part of the zodiac so like I don't I don't know that I feel the connection that's being made right there but I definitely get like recognizing something within yourself and being like 
like this is a pattern that I have but for once like I don't feel like going with that pattern and to that I say <laughs> I think it's great that you've decided to stick around and commit to something because legit it doesn't come easily to all of us and I really feel that shit but that's not a reason to stay in a relationship if the terms of the relationship don't suit your needs it's probably time to grab your shit and go Legit, if you really love your fiancé, a much stronger relationship rooted in friendship and mutual respect will probably emerge once y'all stop trying to make each other miserable in a relationship that's just not mutually beneficial and pleasant. And I'd like to put a side order of eventually on that much stronger relationship because y'all might need to spend considerable time apart from one another before that relationship is possible. And then I made, I made a note. How much about the blank story are you trying to tell? Okay, so here's the thing. Like, I feel you that you, like, maybe y'all have, y'all got a good thing going on. How has the song go? Uh, like, we got a thing going on. Like, y'all have something sweet and you want to figure out how you can preserve it even amidst all of this shit. And it's like, you got this partner that, like, even realizing that this person is like dealing with shit that maybe doesn't need to involve you, that maybe y'all's relationship is just changing fundamentally, even in the midst of that, you can be like, no, I want to hang on to this. Like, I want to commit to this. I have not felt this way before. Like, maybe you've never felt this strongly in this particular way toward this person. Like, I feel that shit. I feel you. And the reality of the situation is that there are a million fish in the sea. And sometimes this is just not the relationship that you're meant to be in. And like, I feel you about there's I'm going to give I have a lot more thoughts about how you can be more open to what your relationship could potentially be. But I don't want to skirt past the fact that like, just because I mean, like, is that just me? Is it just me that like, if you just because you decided that like a relationship could be a good thing, that's not a relation. That's not a reason to stay in it because you'll be in it like trying to change somebody else or hoping that they're going to change for you or that you're going to change or some kind of something. And the reality is that both of y'all just need to make space for you to do what you need to do. And that probably means not being together. And like, if that's the case, I think you could have, such a better relationship if you actually put, like stop trying to strangle it with these ideas of what what your love should be because maybe like y'all are meant to be the best of friends like uncle and aunt to each other's children and like and you're standing in the way of it right now because you are so convinced that y'all have to be in a y'all have to be married and like this coming from someone who has fallen in love every single one of my best friends that has been like one of my best friends, I've been in love with all those hoes. At one point or another, I was in love with them because they're amazing human beings. And I think it's like, it's so amazing that we can love each other so fully and feel all these emotions. But just because you got a crush on someone or just because you're in love with someone does not mean that y'all need to be together forever. Like sometimes stories, sometimes love stories are brief. They're just like a few sentences and sometimes they're chapters and sometimes they're whole ass books and sometimes they're anthologies. But like just because you want something to be an anthology doesn't mean it needs to be more than a limerick. You know what I mean? A word. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, and the I, the example that I was going to give, I was like, how much of this am I trying to tell? I don't know how much. I mean, 
I feel like it's one thing for me to talk about an ex or a former partner who knows that I talk about them on the internet and then there's those who don't. So I'm not going to use this person's name, but I will, I'll give identifying factors and like, she knows who she is. And like, can, anyways, it's, can you give us a fake name? I don't want to forget it in the middle. Cause I'll do that. You know what I mean? No, what I'm going to say is I'm just going to call my caller what she is, which is my first girlfriend. My first girlfriend was my high school sweetheart and we were together for three years and then we broke up and then we were broken up for a year and then we got back together and we were together for three more years and then and then we broke up again (laughs) and then uh we had kind of like an off and on sleeping together thing for a few years and then we and then it was like very clear there needs to be some space (laughs) like there needs to be we had already been like sort of gradually tapering to like taking more space from one another and like gradually taking more space and I feel like it's only because I mean I'm not gonna lie to you I was addicted to this person like fully addicted to her like she was the first person that I'd ever been like oh no wait you're amazing (laughs) like there is no one like you no one else could ever even touch you you're incredible like if we'd been a cishet couple we would have like been we would have been married you know what I mean like it was the sort of relationship where it's like you determine early on this is who this is the most important thing to you and then you gradually realize over time as you get older and life happens and you change you're like actually maybe not (laughs) like just kidding but you still, because you're still, like, so hung up on the shit that's happening in the relationship, you can't even really see what the friendship needs to be. You don't you don't see that this person is someone that, like, you could have a much deeper and much richer relationship with. And it took, like, long periods of not communicating with one another and letting the other person breathe and do their thing and live their life to be able to have the friendship that I now have with this person. And I think, I mean, everything's always morphing and evolving. So like, I feel like I'll probably come back a year from now and be like, damn, you remember when I thought that that was a solid stable point in that relationship. But like point still stands time is necessary. (laughs) And I think that sometimes we're so focused on the here and now that we don't want to just let shit we don't want to let shit breathe. We don't want to let people go. We don't want to let things change. But God has changed. It's coming regardless of whether or not you want it. So you might as well just get into it, probably. That's what I tell myself every day. Mostly just using the voice that I use to speak to myself. How's it working for you? Um, You know, I think it could definitely be worse. I think it could definitely be going worse. So I'm going to say that that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> my fourth note about this, uh, this is in relationship to you talking about how your partner is trans and you, uh, he, he already done told you that he's interested in the D. My thoughts are, I've been in relationships with people. I've been, I, Justin, have been in relationships with people who are interested in dating slash fucking people who identify differently than I do. And so I definitely understand how that can make someone feel even more anxious or intimidated 
Um, but I do think that there's a lot of work. There's a lot to break down in this as a concept. Um, first of all, I just think it's a bad idea to try to stop someone from fully exploring their desires and their needs. It's a recipe for asking them to lie to you because they're just going to do it anyway. So, like, you got trans fiance or whatever. Y'all are out here. You think you think he only like one thing. And now he's out here telling you he likes something else, something that you are not. Yeah, okay. I feel you. Um... And you can, like, be upset about that and you can have your feelings about it. And, like, I'm not trying to tell you to not have your own processes about this shit. But let me tell you about how your boyfriend is just going to be on grinder the whole time that you're having your process around this. So, like, you can either get with the program and understand that he's a full, evolved human being who has needs that don't involve you. Or you can sit around and be upset that you don't, are not the person that he's trying to be involved with in that way. So like, I don't know. That's just how I feel about that. (laughs) And number two is, and that goes for it. Not just someone because uh -uh, people, people be thinking that it's, I'm only talking about the person who's the, 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 uh, mashup of people that this person is referring to, but I'm talking about cystics who are in a relationship with cis femmes who want to be involved with, other fems, other AFABs, people who, gay guys who are mad that someone who's topping them also wants to fuck a woman, um, somebody who, there's just so many different combinations of how we can all feel inadequate because we're not the only thing that another human being needs in their life. And like, it all just boils down to like, if you do you, you'll be okay with other people doing them. So like, I don't I I wrote down something about this though that was like sort of echoing what you say really consistently which is just like when it changes if it changes just be communicative and move on it's not the end of the world and I think that's really the key thing is like being open enough to your partner to letting them live their life and like them letting you live yours might mean that you grow in a way that doesn't keep you together mm-hmm. and it's it that just can't be seen as like the death mm-hmm. you know like western medicine is like consistently trying to like evade death like ultimately Mm -hmm. and I feel like Mm -hmm. there's this like relationship idea that's like when the romantic stuff ends it's a failure Mm -hmm. and I just think that's such a straight way of looking at things that like absolutely I feel so accomplished and successful when like my exes and I can work together well or like find each other in the world and like share compassion and memories and whatever no that okay oh my gosh I was thinking The best example of this in my mind is divorced people who are like really, if not friends, they're able to work together because like they, if they, even if they don't call themselves friends or whatever, whenever they are functionally making shit work, I'm like that the universe was like, bitch, you're not done with this person. You're not done with them. You're going to learn how to be with this person and really take care of them in one way or another Y'all are going to make it work because you have to because of these lives that you have together. Or I'm talking about divorced people and children. Yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. Co-parenting yeah, divor- or whatever. People who are co-parenting. but Which um, Kardashian couple does that? Uh, I, I would say that Scott and Courtney are the, the example. Ding, here. ding, the, ding, um, ding. The, the <laughs> Do we stand for the Kardashians here? I enjoy the stand, Kardashians. I mean, I think that they... I think that they <laughs> hmm, how do we say this? I enjoy them. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I, 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 I consume 
the product. Yeah. Big I, time. Yeah. I think they're very entertaining. They stress me out, though. I don't know that I enjoy them. <coughs> Exclusive to other feelings. I just think that I, I feel like they're so shameless in a way that is... It's like they're trolling us, and it's so funny to me. It's right. just like, it's... I live. Like, every time they do something, I'm just like, yo, y'all don't give a fuck. You're literally... They're like Popeyes with that chicken sandwich. They're just like... like they're they're Starbucks with the PSL, with the pu- pumpkin spice latte. They're like, y'all gonna talk about it anyway? So that's fine. Talk about it. Talk about it all the way to my bank account. Talk about it. I don't right. care. Right, 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 right. It's so funny. No, yeah, I guess there's a part of me that's proud of them, as I was, I'll always be proud of successful women. Come on, man. No, I just love that you're like, whatever you proud of them. No, whatever people who are, like, targeted in this world can do to, like... Hell yeah. Like, not only... Turn the tables. Turn them tables, right? Like, I'm always for it. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna produce any sex tape of my children's that I know of. You know what I'm saying? But... I mean, you haven't had to yet. <laughs> you know, this, you, I mean, this is my had thing about when Christian opportunity or, knocks. Had to, Christian. If she's this talented. I just wonder if there's a way that she could exploit somebody who, who is in her flesh and blood. Like she you is. Because you <laughs> heard. Well, yep. The Larsa. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Jordan. Jordan. Uh, I want to see that what, NSA what, so bad. Black China. NSA. What's the no in India? I want to see that in India. India. I want to see. <laughs> Wait, who's between Chris Jenner and all the people who are like supposedly fucking them over, but really just like getting paid to like ruin their own careers? Handled so neatly, you know, neat and clean. It's scheduled. Probably there's like an annual meeting. People have proxies there. I bet like, bitches I get flown to a place where there's not paparazzi and shit. Like, I bet it's top secret. Like, it's top secret. It's underneath the Denver airport. Can we doing... please have a, a conspiracy theory podcast that, for the most part, talks about the Kardashians? But Our also... Kardashian conspiracy theory podcast. But Wait. we just explain, like, we could just recap, like, break down episodes and be like, okay, this is what was happening in that clip. <laughs> Mad you got me watching that show, dude. <laughs> You're I was successfully halfway ignoring them, except not nah. Kylie or Kendall, because Google knows that I search them sometimes. I don't know why. Just like randomly, I'll end up like, how tall is Kendall Jenner? I don't know why. <laughs> why do <laughs> I, I care? Why do I care? She doesn't. She's out here like living her fucking life. Why Being tall. About this bitch. Being tall. Okay, so going back to the question, my comments about overall being concerned that her... Should we chance. make up names for them? I feel like in the future we should make up oh, names. Yeah, no, right. And we'll we just write them big. What's her name? Uh, Sarah the Triceratops? Yeah, let's call her Sarah. Okay. Okay, so Sarah's talking about how um, her fiance. trans fiancé wants the D. And she's upset about it. It seems like she's upset about it. She didn't say that, but that was the implication. Is that right? Um, okay, so my yeah, thing about it... I think it, her whole <clears throat> question could be shortened to... <laughs> okay. What? Me and my trans fiancé have been together four years. He's really jealous. We've both worked on it. Oh, I forgot he's jealous, too. So Which... she's saying she's not going to be able... That's a red ass flag because no, literally. I would say that the I would say that the majority of I'll just speak for myself. The majority of my jealousy has stemmed from knowing I'm a shady fuckboy. 
Oh, really? Oh, no, right. And then not being able to trust anyone else as yeah. a result. No, that's 100% right. Especially if she's saying he's the oh, most... jealousy. He's the most jealous person she's ever been with. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's definitely sucking dick on the weekends. Exactly. Like, for sure already is. I don't know if she knows that. I hope that this... I mean, she wrote this in a while ago, so I hope that they've already come to this conclusion right. and that this isn't a wake-up call. Maybe not. But, bitch, he told you back a long time ago that he wanted it. Let me tell you who didn't wait him. <laughs> He's been enjoying at least once, at least a co-worker. I don't know. Someone at the gym? I'm so sorry. The gym? I forgot that that's in the location easy, people go. Jesus, yeah, it's just the sauna. It's, it's not even like it happened. It's, it's like it didn't happen. It's literally like it didn't happen. Damn, I wish the queer bathhouses were more of a thing for AFABs. Come on. I'm so jealous of no. gay male culture. You're not alone. I feel like that's <laughs> like Justice like all for 12 Durham of us AFABs. in the U.S. There's like 24 of us. No, there's a bajillion of us. There's it's just so not... many. It's such an untapped market. My thing about this issue is... <laughs> What's wrong? And this is this is okay. I speak in uh, in metaphor. Often, I think in metaphor, it makes sense to me. Liking one type of ice cream doesn't make you unable to like others. Plus, it usually makes you appreciate the other flavors even more. In short, just because your boyfriend wants the D doesn't mean that he doesn't also want to fuck you. And he would probably want to have sex with you more if he could release the valve on some of that dick desiring energy. That DDE. On the DDE. <laughs> yes, on the DDE. If you let him get it in his mouth and from behind more often, then he will be so thrilled to go down on your ass. Literally, your ass. So, like, let's just all enjoy the bounty. That This is the thing that people don't understand about being poly. is that it makes your other relationships better. Come back to that later. <clears throat> okay, third thing I want to say about this one. Why do you need to be every... This is actually an addendum to the second thing. Why do you need to be everything for someone who is already telling you that you can't be everything for them? Where does the need to be everything for one person come from. I feel like we talked about this in another episode, but it's like that I think is the major point of inquiry here. Like if we're going to have like, like if you're going to see how does this attach back to the other parts in your life, because it inevitably does and will, what is it inside of you that feels like you have to be fulfilled by being everything for this other person and then being everything for you? Because, excuse me, you literally... That was never going to happen. I know who made you think it, though. Like, the fucking movie industry and TV. Disney, I personally blame for so much. Mattel can get it, too. All these fucking companies that have made trillions of dollars (laughs) by convincing us that we are supposed to find one love, that they are supposed to fulfill every single piece of us. The church. The church, don't even get me started on them, man. They've done a lot. But all of the churches. The churches and mosques and temples and synagogues. and Religion. Let's just call it religion. Monotheism. Monotheism. Mono everything. No, literally mono everything. Okay, my fourth comment was, is it possible that there are ways 
you could love each other even more fully and even more robustly if you explore the origins of your jealousy and you give each other space to explore your identities away from one another. I think that the more space we give one another, the better in the long run. I think it's probably like having children. I mean, I'm not trying to presume anything because God knows I don't know anything about having no children or raising them. So shout out to all the parents because... The parents? <laughs> the parents. Shout out to the parents. No, shout out to the parents of this world because y'all are truly doing the Lord's work. But I feel like there is there has to come a point in parenting where you just like have to let them go like you can't you can't hang on to the child forever you can't be like lording over it and whatever but I feel like honestly a relationship is a lot like a child that you have with another person and you take you birth this thing together it gestates you meet you create it you you grow it together it's like a thing that is alive and that you have to feed and you have to take care of and like you have to make sure that it is doing okay. But eventually, like, in order for it to really grow and bloom and do what it needs to do, live its own path, you have to let it go. You have to let it just, like, be a little bit more. You have to let it breathe. And I think that, I don't know. I mean, I just, I think that whenever we, like, try to make people stay the same or try to make the relationship stay the same try to make ourselves stay the same we're more than anything we're just unhappy and it's not meant to be like it's it's not meant to be that way I, I don't think it's meant to be that way I don't know I feel like I'm on a million pages right now do any of that make sense I was just saying her whole question could be summed up in my trans fiance and I have been together four years. It might be time to move on. Not only because he just transitioned and that is a big change and it might change other things, but also because he wants to see what's good with an open relationship or some polyamory and I'm not interested. And that puts us fundamentally at odds. And I think that monogamous people think that polyamorous people have more of a choice in it than we do. And I think poly people... We're enculturated to understand what monogamous people want and think and feel because we have, like, parents and whatever. But I think, ultimately, I don't really get what being monogamous is about. <coughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Let's, then let's cut it. Let's be done. Let's be done. Do you want to thank anybody? Yeah, I want to thank everyone who was a part of this episode. Shout out and to Jasmine's first girlfriend. Shout out to Jasmine's first girl. Weren't there some other exes mentioned in this episode? Shout out to any exes. No, you shouted out everyone that you cheated on. Or was that a different episode? My bad. Okay, cool. Um, well, <laughs> shout out to my ex-girlfriend. First girlfriend. That's, that's enough shout outs. But um, check out the Underbelly app. Theunderbelly.com. Yoga for when you might murder someone. And really any other time. And also all the other times in your life. Yoga for when you're really happy. Yoga for when you're sad. Yoga, yoga for when I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna focus on yoga for when you're happy. Like there's enough yoga for when you're happy. No, no I, would, I would like to focus on okay. yoga for when you're feeling ratchet. Yoga for when your trans fiance wants to do. <laughs> yeah.
love it. I love that so much. Yes, yoga for when your trans boyfriend wants to do. And you feel intimidated by it. And or inadequate. Taught by a teacher who fully understands that exact situation. All right. Cut print. Dear Jessamine is a production of Tender Fire Media. My producer and co-host is Ash Danger Phoenix. Theme music and general sweetness is by Fruit Snack. Look them up on Instagram at fruitsnacknc or on bandcamp.fruitsnack.com. Episode art and really funny professional emails by Janie Leopard. Go drool over her art on Instagram at Janie Leopard or at JanieLeopard.com. I'm your host, Jessamine Stanley. Follow this show on Spotify or probably any other place you would reasonably hope to find a podcast. And if that place for you happens to be Apple Podcasts, go ahead and rate and review the show. It really means a lot. I like when people can just identify with the other animals that they're like. What animal do you identify with? God, I feel so put on the spot. I should know. I don't know. Manatee. Oh, hell yeah. You're very manatee-esque. I mean, I want to be as gentle as that. I'm working towards it. You know, you're like... um, in the land before time. <laughs> Sarah the Stegosaurus. When I Hell yeah. That's you. Hell yeah. She's also, not a Stegosaurus. Some... She's a Triceratops. That's oh, Triceratops. Sarah. Triceratops. Sarah. Triceratops. Get it? I do actually. My good friend Sarah was a Triceratops for Halloween. One <laughs> and there's a picture of me wearing it too. But Sarah is spelled C-E-R-A. Did you know that? Oh, I love that. Because it's Triceratops. That'd be a great name for a child. Sarah. Tender fire. Drop page.